Well, another day, another dollar here in post-apocalyptic America. And uh, I had done a post over on my Substack page, this blogging platform that's used by some independent journalists, including Glenn Greenwald and uh, Alex Berenson, former New York Times Alex Berenson. They fired him for his views on the vaccine, but uh, or for his coverage of the vaccine. But he built up a huge audience of paying subscribers on Substack. And uh, our audience is all free, all free people, because we just wanted to have a place to post stuff. But it's still it's still growing. And it's finally getting to the point where it's worth my time to write stuff over there. And so we're going to do that more often. Link will be in description. And uh, one of the readers of that Substack, he replied to one of my recent posts and said he's been following me since 2016. And he said, what crime have you committed that your burden is, that you, that you bear such a ridiculous burden of whenever you take off on some platform, they ban you. And it quite right, you know, to that fan, quite right. What, what crime have I committed? Oh wait, nothing. I just reported on a credibly suspected Shomo's emails. The whole world should have taken that WikiLeaks stuff as like priority one. Instead, as I've explained before, the uh, Trumpies, Trumpies functioned as some kind of weird honeypot, some kind of weird Trojan horse to just diffuse all of it and distract people. And six years later, the person at the center of those emails, John Podesta, is in the White House. And the White House is a senior advisor. It's like some kind of bizarre deep state fever dream that this fucking guy is back in the White House instead of rotting in prison, or at least retired and disgraced. Those emails are read by millions of us. And like that fan said, what have I done to, to uh, justify this amount of burden in my life? That TikTok account got up to 10 million views and then banned because that's my punishment for reporting on some fucking pizza heads leaked emails. I'm not sorry for reporting on those emails. The older I get, the bigger the cunts these people are who tried to silence me. And worst of all were the traitors. Worst of all were the people like Joe Rogan who just acted all fucking weird, deleted our seven conversations, and then starts joking about Pizzagate on his show. Like, literally, fuck you. Literally, fuck you and every other person who tried to destroy me over these emails. These emails are big, or else you, you let me continue on TikTok. I wasn't even talking about this stuff. I wasn't even talking about this stuff. It's that these people are so goddamn arrogant. They think they have the right to punish me for the rest of my life for my journalism six years ago. Guess what? Fuck you. You don't have that right. You don't have that right for a trillionth of a second. So as a company, we're moving into 100% fuck John Podesta mode. That guy should, first of all, resign from his position at the White House immediately. And then he should explain to the world what his emails were really about. And then he should be prosecuted. And should his disgusting brother, Tony Podesta. So I look at this wreckage of a media career being silenced every time we take off. And I agree with my fans. No more. It was no crime to report on this Chomo's emails. The Chomo should resign. The Chomo should never work in Washington, D.C. again. And he should never attack journalists. That's it. You'll hear from me over on Substack and in the email newsletter. We're going for it. This guy's a big-time suspected child molester. He shouldn't be working for the federal government. He should be in fucking prison. 
and he sure as fuck should not be going after people's TikTok accounts. Disgusting, suspected pedophile. Needs to lose his job, affected fucking immediately. And uh, make no mistake, these are the people who got richer, as many of you struggled during the pandemic. As many of you struggled, these lobbyists, these lobbyist brothers, the Podestas, got even richer off of their vaccine hustle. You look at his brother, Tony Podesta, considered the second most powerful person in Washington, aside from John Podesta. You look at this fat fuck. The evil oozes out of him. Corrupt evil oozes out of this guy. His taste in art. I was an art history minor in college. This stuff is not art. He collects uh, sculptures that are quote-unquote inspired, inspired by Jeffrey Dahmer's victims and their fatal pose, the pose they died in. He collects sculptures of that and, quote, the arch of agony, the arch of agony that Jeffrey Dahmer liked to put his victims in when when he was finally done with them. So this guy collects sculptures based on that. And paintings of paintings of demons that look like turds, demons that look like some kind of, I don't know, some kind of scary acid trip or something like anthropo- anthropomorphized turds, right? like literal turds with hands and legs grabbing little children who look terrified and grabbing babies, literal fucking demon turds. And so as an art history minor, you know, art is a window into the soul. And this is not some degenerate, you know, degenerate hip offshoot of some art movement that we all know about. This is actually no movement. These are like, are these even people? Are these fuckheads even people? That's the kind of art they collect at auction. That's the kind of art they bid on for millions of dollars. Fucking turds. Turds attacking babies. Perhaps that's more of a window into the soul than most people realized. These people are truly fucking disgusting. And my journey over the last couple of years through kind of, I don't know, the underbelly, underbelly of the occult, underbelly of the secret world. The good news, the silver lining is these people have no metaphysical ability whatsoever. If John Podesta kills you, it's because he's paid somebody very well, very well, very well to come come after you. These people inherited their money. They have no metaphysical chops. All the occult stuff is just nonsense that they've forgotten the meaning of to cover up the fact that they're fucking monsters. And, you know, two years of pushing the vaccines and trying to slow down crypto, which is peer to peer money, means peer to peer versus going to going to the Rothschilds for loaning us our money, like loaning our country its own money. Huh, that needs to end. (laughs) That needs to come to an end. And Bitcoin achieves that. Bitcoin gets rid of this need for some bizarre middleman to charge us interest on our country's own money. So that's who these people are, the Podestas, friends of the Rothschilds, close friends with Lynn Forrester, the Rothschild. And those emails were what they were. I waited years for some I waited years for some magical explanation where, oh, they're actually really good people. Don't worry about it. You misinterpreted it. No, we actually interpreted it right. The fact that our creep dar went off on day one when we saw those emails and the attachments and some of the connected Instagram accounts. These are sick people who inherited their money. 
I wish I had never come across them, not out of fear, but simply because they're such fucking garbage. I wish they had never wasted my time. Never wish they'd, they wasted a day of my time as a journalist. They're almost not even worth reporting on. They're such slime. They're not even worth talking about almost. So these people inherit their money and they have a network of what can only be described as child rape. Uh, there was a judge in my own state. I wrote about this in the most recent book. Judge in my own state and the governor handpicked him and the media said this guy was such a, such a young legal star. Such a young legal star. And in his off time, he's running a cabin, a cabin where there's a membership. And it's all these people lining up to fuck kids. So the FBI shows up at the judge's house. They show up at his house and he kills himself. They find him in a puddle of blood. And so his member list and his client list and all that shit, you know, obviously that's the end of the road. It doesn't get investigated. But that's the establishment. Like that's literally a state judge that they were trying to prop up as like a future. Oh, he's a future national politician, potentially. Incredible. This is the creep. That's who these people are. That's their, that's their network of friends and colleagues and stuff. And again, the, the silver lining is there's no metaphysical ability. They're not powerful people. Spoiled brats who inherited their money. And they're genuinely scared of crypto. Many of them are genuinely scared because they never read up on it. They just continued to fuck kids and to buy lawyers and, and buy law enforcement and stuff. And they didn't see this absolute title change of money going from central bank model to peer-to-peer. But that's what it is, folks. You're listening to Fulcrum News. Real news from America and around the world. Fulcrumnews.com slash subscribe to get our premium membership and updates via email.